welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Carey, alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena. We discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. Before anyone can set foot on the boat, we put them into a Sweet 16-style tournament where you each round until we decide a winner. Nick, what criteria do we use when we decide he steps foot on the boat? Whatever the hell we want, Cody. You want to tell me what we're talking about this season? Absolutely. We are finishing up another fan-submitted season from the Miranda Cosgrove of School of Rock fame. The most famous person to ever submit a season to us. Probably just, I mean, barely just nosing it out behind Mailman Carl. Yes. We're going to figure out what is the best ghost of all time that is correct and here in the final four we have the nine seed sam wheat the titular ghost of ghost we going up against the five seed bloody marion candy man and then we have the on the other side of the bracket we have the seven seed beetlejuice going up against the 11 seed mary celeste and cody i know i usually ask you but i've got a bone to pick here with one of our ghosts here and that's mr sam wheat because i, I it's, frankly it was false advertising i thought that this movie was about horny ghosts getting it on. <laughs> it's not even true. It's not what happens. Okay, everyone, if I ask you right now, don't, I know, I know it's because I'm asking you, you know that you know that the answer is the opposite, but let's just play in a world where you don't think like that. If I asked you in the scene from the pottery scene from Ghost, is Patrick Swayze a ghost? You would say. Of course, yes. He, of course, he is. <laughs> I thought you were waiting for the audience. This is a. a it was no. That's what. No, of course. I, no, it was a. It was a Blues Clues situation. Yes, got it. And and then I would have to tell you, you're a fucking idiot. And that's how this movie made me feel the entire time. I felt like a fucking idiot because that scene, that great scene, happens like within the first ten minutes when he's a person, when it's <laughs> normal, hot Patrick Swayze. Which once again, all of us want that. I'm not against. It's not that I don't like the idea of real life Patrick Swayze coming up from behind me, holding my hips, and then gently running his hands into mine as we get all mushy and gushy in some pottery. It's not no. that I don't want that. We all want that. Yeah. But here's the deal. You know what I want more than that, though? <laughs> ghost Patrick Swayze. I want some ghost busting nuts. I want to feel... I, because then what happens is, that happens like first 10 minutes, like I said. So you have an hour and 50 minutes where you're like, well, they're obviously going to do it again. Like, she's going to have some moment where she, like, hops back on the pottery wheel to try to remember him, and that's when he comes up from behind her and gives her some of that good, sweet ghost loving. Never happens. Dude, I got another issue with it. Uh, speaking of good, sweet ghost loving, the fucking Jerry Zucker is a coward. He is the director of this movie, and in the... Okay, spoiler alert, if you have to watch the movie, do it. Whoopi Goldberg is a medium in this movie, and at the end of the goddamn movie... She shows up and she's like, hey, Swayze, you can use my body. Just jump up in here. And he jumps in here. Nick, what's the lady's name? The other actress. Uh, Demi Moore. Demi Moore. And he's like, Swayze, jump in here. I'll let you touch Demi Moore for one last time. So Demi, so then Whoopi Goldberg and Demi Moore start touching each other. And then the camera switches and they just replace Whoopi Goldberg with Patrick Swayze. That's not what I want. No, Leave was- Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> You gave us an opportunity to get some sweet Demi Moore on whoopee action and you took it away from me. It's the thing I never, I never knew I wanted, but I wanted it more than anything in the entire planet. And you didn't give me Demi Moore and Whoopi Goldberg bumping uglies. What is going on here? Truer words never been spoken. It is because here's the thing. It's cowardice is what it is. This movie has no idea what its tone wants to be. At times it's like funny, 
Sometimes it's a romantic movie. Sometimes it's an action thriller. Like it is tonally all over the place. So when you're watching the part where he takes over Whoopi's body, and like you said, then when it just like the camera turns and it's back to him and they're dancing, every one of us who is watching this movie knows it's not actual Patrick Swayze. There's no world where, I mean, Demi, Demi Moore has to have her eyes closed because if she were to open them, she would be looking at Whoopi Goldberg with just the idea that she is possessed. That's it. And so it makes no sense the entire time because you're like, once again, this movie's all over the place that they wouldn't do one shot, one little moment where you get to have the chuckle of this very sweet, tender moment, but it is Whoopi Goldberg and Demi Moore. They took no, it from us. They're cowards. Also, in the Sam Wee ghost film, I, I have a problem with like ghost rules in this movie because he basically, this movie feels like it was written on the fly is what I want to say. <laughs> There's not a, like, because once again, everyone, like if we all have ghosts, there are certain ghost rules and you can have, and they vary, but let's like, let's establish what they are. Like, A, most of the time we have ghosts, you can't move around. And like, if you can move around, then that should be the only special thing about your ghost. As a ghost, he can go anywhere he wants. He can do possession. He can touch and hold anything he wants. He, at one point, physically fights a dude. Just he punches does. him he, a bunch he of times. whips a dude's ass. <laughs> yeah, whips a dude's ass as a ghost. Which, like, <laughs> at what point are you like, did you forget that you made him a ghost and you needed him to be a person in this scene? We so need you- Patrick Swayze to whoop smash, sir. Patrick Swayze died. Patrick Swayze is a ghost by now. He can't do it. Nah, nah, fuck that. Let's just, it feels like there's a bunch of times in this movie where they, where they had to rewrite scenes to explain why certain things work because there's multiple training montages that he gets at like ghost boot camp, essentially (laughs) that you're like, this doesn't feel necessary to anything except for to explain to me how he can be able to touch stuff. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just an excuse for him to whoop some ghost ass. That being said, I did enjoy the film. I, I don't know. It was, it was, it was tough. I had, I had my qualms with it. Once again, it's, 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 and I'm not saying that every movie I need to watch needs to be horny. That's not, that's not how I go and watch films. Okay. But there was an expectation of horniness that was not met. That wasn't even, it didn't even come close to it. If I'm being honest. Yeah, dude. And again, the cowardice for not having Demi Moore and Whoopi Goldberg at least make out is just it's almost unforgivable. It is almost unforgivable. I'm looking at you, Zucker. Get your yeah. shit together. You had, and we I all know, know you, too. You directed hey. airplanes. So I know you got it in you. We all know that there is a cut with that. Yeah. And oh, like, now sure. granted, do I, did I, I didn't watch this on the DVD. I didn't go to deleted scenes. I didn't do an extended director's cut. I just, I just rented it off of iTunes. So maybe, or no, I didn't rent it off. I just watched it off of Amazon. And that's not important. What is important is that maybe there is a version, but it's like, it's just buried. And it's like, he like once a year, he invites like everyone over to his house to watch the Demi Moore Whoopi Goldberg cut. <laughs> if that's the case, then Zucker, hit us up, man. We want in on this. This is that invite, dude. Because we will relit- if that exists, we have, we will relitigate this whole bracket. Yeah. Now here's, now, Cody, you said you, you actually, did you, uh, did you get the chance to watch the Candyman? I don't like scary movies because they make, I don't I've watched Candyman like a few times, actually. Yeah, I've seen the movie. Movie, the film and how do you feel about monsieur candy man i mean he's a very scary man with a mouthful of bees and who has a penchant for hurting children so it's not it's not my favorite if we're it talking is, about it is he's a ch- he is a children murderer yeah he will he doesn't have a problem cutting a kid up does not have an issue with that <sighs> i guess that's uh man that's kind of mean though like but <laughs> i think okay 
And, and I know it's like, well, Bloody Mary's here Bloody too. Bloody Mary works almost in, I mean, obviously she killed her family or whatever, but I think she also works in kids because who's I, out here doing the mirror stuff? I'm a grown man, dude. I got, if I am not doing this podcast or editing this podcast, I am basically doing my tax. That's all I have time for. Yeah. And Once I, you get to adulthood, do you know how long taxes take, Nick? I know you're doing them all the time too. All the time. All the time. Checking them receipts, keeping receipts, putting them into folders. Taking them out of folders. Yeah. Yeah. And taxes is wild. But see, I think, okay. The reason what I was going to say was, is like when it's, when it's kids killing kids. And also I do, I hate to blame the kids for this. (laughs) They do know not to do it. Right. They do know. Hey, don't call on the bloody Mary. We we had to flip the switch, switch on them. We have to tell them like, Hey, if you clean your room every day, bloody Mary will come for that ass. So wait. Oh, because then they're just more likely because they're just curious. They're like, fuck, yeah, I'll, clean like, my room. Oh, I'll, I'll yeah. clean my room to get this ghost. Yeah, we'll find out. So Here, they clean okay. the room for like a year. And you got at least three weeks of them cleaning the room before they get onto the trick because kids are dumb as fuck. Cody, I just had this idea. And I want to know, is this a is this the best idea or the worst idea? So let's say let's say there comes a time where Can I, I guess have... before you say it, I'm going to go with worst, but go ahead. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, not wrong. So there's going to come a time where I will probably have children. I'll have teenagers having to sleep over at my house. If I catch wind, like, let's say I'm just walking by the bathroom and I hear a little bloody Mary, bloody Mary, bloody Mary. They all stand there and nothing happens. And then the lights go on and they're like, Oh, that was stupid. Nothing happened. Is it my moral obligation to go out, buy a wig, put on uh, like a white dress, cover it in ketchup. And then that night traumatize these children or, or is that I, not what I'm supposed to do? Because I'm having I think trouble. That's what they wanted you to do, right? You don't I do mean, the Bloody Mary thing. You don't, you don't do that without wanting something to come from. You. Right. So it's like, I feel like if I don't, if like when they all, when they're all tucked in bed, if I don't start scraping the door, if I don't start flicking on the TV, if I don't start. I think what you do is you get a big leather trench coat. You get a mouthful of peas. You come in and say, I'm Candyman. Bloody Mary was busy. That would really <laughs> fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> I if I have a kid though, I hope my kid's like, excuse me, I'm sorry. Thank you so much, Mr. Candyman, for coming. I have so many questions. Is there like a go is there like a ghost hit list? Like that, like or is it is it like a Deadpool situation? Did our names go up on the board and then just you you picked up the tab to get us? <laughs> as is whoever it, gets it's just it's in order. We go hit them as they come in. Whoever's like, got the time. Who else is there? Who else could have came today? Like, should I have called on them if that if I would have had a preference of ghost haunting? How? Yeah, Mr. We Candyman. Have, we have a few other people. There's Candyman. There's Bloody Mary. The Boogeyman actually follows the same rules. Beetlejuice, he could show up. Little do we know, there's a crocodile named Upchuck. If you say his name three times, he shows up. He wears a top hat. Looks really cute. Does eat you, though. Does, Does eat, eat you. Yeah. So, I mean, it could have been any of us, honestly, at this point, because, like, we all were yeah. our own entities. Then we were combined. So, at this point, it is just a call center. The mirror is just a call center. You're going to get one of us. It doesn't really matter at this point. Like we just had to consolidate our resources so we could all make money. We unionized essentially. Yeah. So, so do you prefer a bee death or a stabbing? Yeah. So yeah, we've got to get cut to the chase on this one. Yeah, I, <laughs> man, I was, I don't, I, I, I'm not sure if I enjoyed Sam because once again, this was supposed to be, we, we frame this as like, this was the most likely if we were to come back as ghosts, Mm-hmm. Sam Wheat was going to be our avatar. I get it. Thank you. But here's the issue I have with Sam Wheat, right? I, I was all about the avatar, Sam Wheat life. He shows up, he protects his wife. He learns all the ghost powers. He learns how to travel, go through walls, touch. Like you said, he whoops that guy's ass. He finally, at the end, 
He finally whoops the dude's ass, saves his wife. The other dude gets dragged off to the shadow realm and he gets an opportunity to, to like, Demi Moore can see him now. She has transcended to the other side. Now she can see spirits just like Whoopi can. And there, he has a chance to hook up. And the second he has a chance to bust a ghost nut, he doesn't do it. He leaves. Just to go to heaven. like Just to go to heaven. It's like, dude, have you not heard that Madonna song? Or Cindy Lauper? I don't know. Who knew heaven is a place on earth? That's there called, that's a song about ghost busting. And, <laughs> and I just, yeah, I'm just at no point. I mean, I get it. it. His wife has a hard time understanding that he's there. But once she accepts it, bust that ghost nut. I'm, I'm not getting Bloody Mary and Candyman, dude. I, I you, the, Sam Wheat, he does a lot of cool stuff, but he's, his ghost powers are all over the place. He doesn't utilize them properly. And at the end of the day, he doesn't bust a single ghost nut when that's all I was expecting. Well, that's the thing. Is that, that my fault? Is that my fault for expecting something that wasn't actually advertised to me? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but at the same time, does, like you can't make the biggest scene that everyone knows from your movie not be related to the title of the movie. It's about ghosts. <laughs> He's not a ghost. When the sexiest thing that's maybe been filmed in history of cinema happens. It's, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I, yeah I'm with you. You know what also is wild about that, that scene in particular, right? So they're playing in the pottery, getting all dirty and slimy. It's very sexual. And then they do a hard cut and they're in the bedroom. Yeah. You know, they cut out at least a 10 minute big portion where they had to wash all that shit off their hands, man. Yeah. Cause they had their to sheets get under is the clean. nails. They had to get in there deep. I've yeah. done pottery. That shit doesn't go away. Yeah. Those, I would have, I would have more respected them if they would have had clay hands. <laughs> like the sheets are all clayed up. They've got clay hands. There's clay all over them. I'm like, damn. damn. They probably did. They did something wild. Like, but they don't. You're too, you play it too safe. And once again, too. The other thing that bothers me is like, once you start breaking ghost rules, like the fact that he can hold anything now, the fact that he doesn't just grab a knife and stab this dude who can't shoot him. There are times where he acts afraid of a gun, like, but, but ghost packs are You crazy. know what's also weird about that movie? He didn't know how to use a computer until he died. And then he became really good at it. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> so he also got things. ghost. He also got ghost computer powers, which is wild. It's wild what happens in the afterlife. Yeah. I'm going to go with at least something that's tried and true. Bloody Mary, Candyman, doing their job. Yeah, dude, I gotta take it. Bloody Mary, Candyman. They didn't promise me. Here. They didn't promise me not busting, and then they, and then so they, and when they didn't deliver, I wasn't upset about it. Yeah. All right. So next up, we have Beetlejuice going up against the ghost ship, the Mary Celeste. Now, I did, I did watch the Beetlejuice movie for the first time, and what was weird about watching it for the first time is I think this movie's like 1988, if I recall. And like one of the leads in it is Alec Baldwin. And oh, like yeah. Alec Baldwin's hot. <laughs> is that weird to you? And it's weird because my Alec Baldwin is 30 Rock Alec Baldwin. And I'm not saying he's not hot in that, but it's like when you find, fo- like it's like when you're going back in like your family's photo albums and like you randomly say like, oh my God, who's that? She's, she's super cute. And then your grandma's like, Oh, that was me. And then you have to come to the realization that you did think about banging your grandma. But not actually, <laughs> but for one moment, you're like, well, she's hot. And if you said that, that means you probably wanted to bang. And then you found her as your grandma. And then you're like, well, that's why I'm not time traveling. That's it. Well, there's no need for time travel. Cause I can't trust myself. We've, so. we've all seen Futurama, dude. We know what happens. Yeah. Like, Oh, nope. I can't. Nope, not worth it for me. I'm going to fuck up time track. I'm going to fuck it all up. So I'm going to stay here. And for <laughs> sure, like, do you want to go to the future? Nope. Nope. <laughs> do not. Please. No. No. <laughs> I need to stay right here. 
because I will mess it up. Oh I'm still God. on the look for maybe loose cousins. I'm not sure about because my dad was adopted. You know, like I got to. We need I, to. We need to address the elephant in the room too. The queen. The Queen Mary Celeste is a boat. The ghost boat. Nick, I think we did that thing where we get really into an idea and run with it because upon doing the light amount of research I did on the Queen Mary Celeste, I'll be honest, didn't do as much as I probably should. But that's because when you have an unsolved mystery for hundreds of years. <laughs> The chance me and Nick are going to solve it on like a Thursday afternoon with an extra 45 minutes is not happening, I don't think. Yeah, it, you know, all, I, I will say I've been watching a lot of those like procedural crime shows where they do solve a mystery in about 45 minutes. And I and I was maybe ambitious. I was like, we're gonna, I'm going to nail this. I'm going to lock this in. And it is hard. It, you know, the, the uh, a cold case happens after like six months. Yeah. Standard like police procedure. So it's like Arctic at this point. Oh yeah, um, dude. This is on Pluto. This has been like thrown to the furthest reaches of the solar system. And here's the problem is that when you start calling up people who are like, your great, great grandfather was on the Mary Celeste. What do you know? They're like, I didn't know that about my great, great grandfather. What, who are you? What do you know? How are you? So you end up just harassing a lot of people about things that you're like, you're hoping that there's like some old, you know, a story and a tale that's been passed down through generations. There hasn't been. They've all been told. Like yeah. everything's been solved. Go to Wikipedia, read up. It's going to take you an hour. And then you know as much as anyone else does. Yeah. I, okay. But here's, but Cody, here's the yes. thing. It's like, it is the mystery of it. That's what it is. Yeah. It could be right? anything. So that's like why it, we. It, it, it's the, yeah. It's the, it's the, it could be anything. Aliens. That's what. There we go. Is that what we're going to add to the zeitgeist? Are we going to be the ones that say the aliens came and took the people from the Queen Mary Celeste and brought them to their underground bunker in the Arctic where they started a new seed population that created the vessels that the, the lizard people use to run our government? I'm not, not saying that. Yeah. What I if, mean, okay, have, here's what we need to find. Okay, yes. let's let's take it from that angle because I think what we're missing then is we, need, we do need to, it's probably going to be hard to find, murder will probably be involved. Okay. But we have to find a photo of the men of the of the men of the Mary Celeste because I fucking bet you if we open it up, it looks like the last 15 presidents. I bet that's why I you bet, can't fucking find it. I bet you it literally is all of them, all of the presidents, with the exception of Trump, because there's no fucking way they, they could have predicted that. There's no way you create that. That that was sheer <laughs> chaos and pandemonium. It was for sure like Mitt Romney was one of the people that they were like, that is an alien too. But we look at them and we would see major world leaders. For sure, Elon Musk. Oh, for sure. This All guy's of them, looking, yeah. we look at it and we're like, oh, they just took a bunch of dudes and then have been using them throughout history. Yeah, they're just slow rolling them out, putting aliens in them to pilot them. Like some sort of, you know, we've all seen Men in Black when that alien's in there. Yeah. Exactly like that. You think that that was like, you think that that's just some, some person in Hollywood with some creativity and ideas? No. Yeah. That's that's a documentary, man. That's they, the Hollywood elite trying to give us subtle clues into solving the Mary Celeste. Well, it's not even subtle. The point is that they show it to you so that way when you bring it up, they're like, oh, you mean like men in black? You're being ridiculous. And it's like, no, you did that on purpose. You show them the real thing so that way when they say it out loud, it sound, and but you put it in a funny movie. Yeah, it's all a big joke. Yeah, so then I sound it's ridiculous. All, and also, all of this is orchestrated by Will Smith. Oh, he is the mastermind. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and I think it's starting to get to. <laughs> yeah, we can all see. He's starting it, to fray. He's starting to fray, guys. It weighs a little bit on you being the mastermind of an entire alien race, okay? Like, cut the dude some slack. He's yeah. trying to mastermind an entire world population. And I do think Elon Musk's alien is being 
a little shitty. Yeah, it, Musk is going a little wild, and Will Smith can't just slap him. That right. backfired hard in his face last time. Yeah, like he knows that he's like, "Fuck, man, I just need to." Because it's like it's one of those it's one of those great t- tales as old as time. Both Elon Musk alien and Will Smith alien were up for the same promotion. Will Smith alien got it. So now Elon Musk is like acting like, "No, it's fine. I'm gl- it's fine. I didn't get it. I'll go do that." So they gave him a different job on humanity, which is the richest man in the world. And he's still, it's not enough. No, he's not Will Smith. He's not the Fresh Prince. That's why we called him the Fresh Prince because he's actually the Prince of Fresh. That's the name of the planet. Anyway, I don't want to get into it anymore. The problem we have is that Beetlejuice has to win because this is aliens and not ghosts. I just guess, I just, (laughs) I I, got to say here, and I said this early on, so I want to know, I want it to be noted. My biases are are out there in the open on this. Mm -hmm. And this movie did nothing but confirm my bias that I just don't like Tim Burton. Okay. That like, for me, Tim Burton is just not my steez. It's, I I don't know if that's, I'm just like a milk toast white dude who can't, who doesn't like to get a little weird sometimes. I don't know if that's it. If like, I'm just too boring to get it. I mean, you are hella boring. That's, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not. But I'm also just saying there was nothing, like I just kept watching and being like, this aesthetic is everything that I would come to like hate when I was in a hot topic. Like I just, <laughs> it was weird being in a pre hot topic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This, you could see the inspiration for hot topic happening right in front of you. And not that I don't, once again, it's not that I don't like hot topic. That's not it at all. Spent a lot of time in a hot topic. I'm just saying there was also parts of it where you're like, Hey, we're a community. We all accept each other. But doesn't mean I don't think that shit's not. Weird. And it like, or like, I just didn't get it. Cause let me be clear too. Something else that y'all don't know about me that I'm willing to say on the record. I don't like a nightmare before Christmas. It's trash. I think it's overhyped. I think it's just a, I, the thing with Tim Burton is that throughout all of it, like I know it's like, we should be talking about the ghost and not the film as much, but yeah. like everything I ever see with Tim Burton, it's always like, it's the vibe is tight, but nothing else is good about it. Like the vibe, like I like the, the aesthetic or it's like, it's like weird. It puts you in a weird spot. Like it is immersive to say the least. Like it is, he has built a world and you are in it. And I'll give him that. But from like the standpoint of like, what the fuck is the point of all of this? I don't think that it's got a great story. I like Beetlejuice. So I'm just going to say that for the record. I enjoyed the film. That's fine. I thought it was a good time. I'm locking in Beetlejuice. You do what you got to do, dude. No, I understand. I just, I, I think it's the mystery of the Mary Celeste that I like more than the guy who wants to marry a 15 year old. I don't think he wants to marry a 15 year old. He wants to marry anyone and he can manipulate a 15 year old. But the issue. Say, hey, hey, no, say that again, though. No, and, I mean, it's and, terrible, and, but, but he's. Say, a- but don't say it with the inflection of like that. It's cool. Say it with maybe put a little like, Wait, let me think about this sentence that I'm saying and then be like, oh, you're right. You That's understand. As soon as he marries the 15 year old, he's gone. He's not like out here to hook up with a 15 year old. He gets those papers and he's free on this mortal coil. We don't know that, though. He says it. You need to watch the movie again. All right. I'm locking in Beetlejuice. You do what you got to do. I got to go with the Mary Celeste. Okay. Even though we solved the mystery of it. I I want to, I want to at least, I mean, we, we kind of talked about that. I don't want to do too much of that because we did that in the last episode, but overall there's a fun about the mystery of ghosts. And if Beetlejuice is what ghosts are like, because it's Beetlejuice, if it's just the one Beetlejuice, just him, I don't like that. I don't like him. I get that. He's not supposed to be likable either. I understand that. Doesn't, it, but they did a good job. I think he's fucking gross. I don't want to hang out with Beetlejuice. I don't. There's no part of me that wants to take place in Beetlejuice. But if it's all ghosts in Beetlejuice, and if we're talking about their ghost rules and, and all that, I enjoy that. And also, as I think about the Mary Celeste and the research that we did, here's the thing. 
is that you kind of have to just do Occam's razor on stuff. And like something probably spooked them and then they all jumped off and, um, and then they just died in the water and sunk. Yeah. Like it's as much as it should be really cool. And just like a dope prank, maybe the best of pranks is also that's the only other option. It's that most people generally are like, it's, um, they probably just thought something broke in the ship and they all abandoned ship and tried to survive. And well, that's tough to do in the ocean. And so, and that's, um, unfortunately, there's just not a lot of like gotcha jokes in there. So I'm going to, I'll move Beetlejuice on with you. I'm just saying some of these people do look a little musky. Um, I'm looking at the crew. So <laughs> just, Hey, uh, Maybe maybe people take a look into that. If, yeah, uh, someone get on that, please. And hit us with your research when you're done. James Cameron, hey, I know we scared you. I, you've already, I, I got this cease and desist from your lawyers. If you look into any of the members of the crew look like current or past politicians, political leaders, or the bourgeoisie, and if you can connect those points, Cody and I will spare you. Yeah, that's the only way. But that's it. <laughs> It's, old, it's written in blood. Otherwise, you think this you think this restraining order will do anything? If we learn anything from any crime show ever, it's that it does not. I don't believe in the U.S. government, so you think this is gonna <laughs> hold up? When I'm saying like I don't believe in you, so whatever you tell me to do, I'm not listening. Yeah, dude. So you're not my dad. Figure it out, James Cameron. Come back to us with the results and the answers, and then we'll we'll commutate your your sentence. All right. So here we have. We have Bloody Mary Candyman going up against Beetlejuice. Now, Cody, this does bring, I, I do want to talk about if there was a situation where sadly you had to leave this world too. Yes. And you had to haunt. Would you do, would you want to haunt anyone who tries to buy your house? Like, does that idea appeal to you in the way that it does uh, me? I thought I was like, that was the one part of Beetlejuice where I was like, if I went too soon and I got to just like live with my ghost wife, and we just got to like fuck around with people in my house. Love that. No, I like it. I think I would vibe pretty good. As long as they didn't do stuff to like, like they didn't, I don't want them busting down walls. I don't want them doing any stupid shit, painting it a weird, like neon green or putting up any like sports team memorabilia. Other than that, I just let it vibe, you know? So you're saying you wouldn't haunt until it became necessary to. Haunt. Exactly. You wouldn't just like, yeah, I just, you wouldn't just let people come into you want it. Cause here's the thing I'm kind of hoping. Is like we die sad. We get to we go back to the house, like in Beetlejuice. We find out we're ghosts. Someone start like they start showing the house, right? Yeah. And then I want to start haunting right away. Like, and then I have my house is the house on the corner. Yes. So I kind of want it to go into decay. And I kind of want to have a haunted house. Okay. So you're saying like you don't you're trying to keep this house on the market as long as possible. Any yeah. someone's coming through, shower turns on while they're looking at the bathroom. It's already yeah. steamy in there when they get in there and it says like I'll cut you in the mirror and shit like that. All of it. Yeah. I want to do all of it. And then because I my neighborhood, unfortunately, does not have a haunted house. Like there's no I, Cody, and maybe this is just because we grew up on, you know, the other side of the tracks. There were a lot of scary houses where we were from. There, were, there was no lacking of scary houses. There well, were I mean, houses most of like, them were like, that's where they make meth, probably. But yeah. there were some old ones that just didn't have windows and shit. There were some abandoned houses that were very scary. And like, did I ever go into them? No, because I was scared. And now I'm not saying I live in like the best side. I'm not saying I live in some kind of like upper echelon suburb or anything. I'm just saying I got no ghost house on my street. No, and we kids got... These kids got nothing to like point to and be afraid of and like, 
oh, don't go in there. I heard about the the crazy carries and how they died in their sleep and now they haunt the house. Everyone who like, goes into that house leaves without fingernails. It's like, what? Yeah. Are you- I got none of that. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. Isn't that kind of like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I watch a lot of like stranger things, but like how else are kids supposed to have adventures? See, here's the thing. People bitch and moan about kids not playing outside, not getting on their bikes and just, you know, back in my day, we didn't sit in front of the TV for eight hours and just play video games. Well, yeah, well, guess what? You also cleaned up all the haunted houses in your neighborhood. Yeah, and that was that was rude, okay? You're out here like, playing in all these green open spaces, going into these haunted houses, solving mysteries. We can, do you know what? We couldn't even remake Scooby-Doo in this generation because it's not believable. There's not nearly enough haunted shit. Yeah. Everything we do, the second something that was like kind of more, like kind of like decrepit, what happens? We're paying paradise and put up a parking lot. That's what, they just tear it down and then put up a fucking CVS every time. So we have nothing haunted. And so now what are kids supposed to do? What are they supposed to do? How much fun can you have at a park in the long term, right? From sure, from zero to six, parks are fun. But then at some point, zero, I'll even give you to 10. But at some point, kids get a little more curious and they can't play at the park anymore. With They need something that inspires the imagination and nothing does that like a haunted house, which is what I want to be for the neighborhood. And in the Beetlejuice ghost world, it feels like I have that opportunity. I understand it, but I'm taking it. Here's what I'm thinking. You're absolutely right. But since we have taken that away, since we've gentrified all the ghosts out of our communities, we now can only rely on Bloody Mary and Candyman and calling them up, getting in the mirror and calling them up and making our house the haunted house. That's why I'm going to lock in Candyman and Bloody Mary because you can call them. They're on speed dial ghosts. That they're like rent a ghost. Here's my here's my problem though, is that in none of the research for Bloody Mary or Candyman, do they just scare people? It's a strictly murder operation. <laughs> it is, yeah. Like it's I'm I like my ghost to be more spooky, scary, like versus all murder all the time. Like you couldn't, like you can't, I can't also myself like be like, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And then she comes out and she's like, I'm here to kill you. Like, hold on. I was thinking, Hear me out. before we do that, I have some kids in the neighborhood I think could use a good haunt. And she's like, well, just have them do the mirror thing. I'll kill them too. No, I don't want to, I don't want to kill them. I just want them to kind of have some spooks, you know, have some fun. She's like, I don't, I murder children. That's the whole thing. I don't have another gear. Like I don't, it goes from zero to a hundred. And that's what I do. And speaking of, Stab, stab, stab. Now I'm dead. Tell him to say up check in the mirror three times. Maybe they can negotiate with the crocodile with the hat, but he's, he'll eat them. As much as I don't like Tim Burton and I, and I, and I don't like him. I at least feel like there's some fun in this world. Whereas Bloody Mary Candyman is a strictly murder ghost thing. And I just, I feel like you like the rules of the Beetlejuice world. Like they can't leave the house. They can't leave the property. They have a very, they have a, a rule book, obviously, that they have to follow. For some reason, I feel like do, that they do get to, to take you. over bodies. I liked that part. Yeah. That part was fun. They clearly enjoy fun music, which I'm all about. Yeah, it mine would be more emo Calypso based. music. That's fine. Yeah. Dude, if you were getting haunted and someone just started blasting cartel, that'd be terrifying. What the? F <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's good, but it feels like they're not going to reach their full potential. Wait, am I not going to reach my full potential? Oh shit, I'm scared. <laughs> and that's an emo that's it that's an emo joke for all y'all uh reminasties who listen to us so i dude i just I, I i will say like i'm like as much as i appreciate bloody mary and Candyman for what they do i am gonna have to just be um i hate to take the radical stance 
of being against child murder on this. No, show. I'm going to take the pro child murder stance and I'm going to go with bloody Mary and Candyman. I do uh, like the fact that we can call these ghosts up. We got them on speed dial. Anytime you need a good haunt, they're there. All right. Well then we will solve this. The only way we know how with the American voting coin of 2004 as brought to you by random. Do you think we can negotiate with Candyman and bloody Mary that they leave one every time? No, I don't at do no point that, in their I history. Know, I understand that. Do you think though that would increase, would that make it scarier? are less scary if they always left one. So if like a group of five did it, killed four, leave one. I think, do I think it'd be more scary? Yes. But do I, th- I just don't think they care. I think they, <laughs> I think business is good with, the, with doing just all murder that for them, it's like, I don't, the words is still, the word is, is still getting out about Candyman and, and Bloody Mary. They don't need more publicity. Yeah, they're doing all right. I think if anything, they're like, honestly, if I'm very busy on Fridays and Saturdays, that I don't need to pack on more to my schedule. We'll settle this only we know how because the internet is making us. We're going to flip the American Voting Club of 2004 is brought to you by random.org. Nick, I don't know who's the low seed. It is me. Beetlejuice is seven seed. You're the fifth seed. So I do get to pick here. And I mean, we got George Bush facing up, John Kerry on the other side. I got to go with the scariest boy we know, which is George Bush. So flip him. We'll flip. Yes. Bush. Okay. Damn. So there it is. Beetlejuice moving on. And, and also for me to make to feel good about this the beetlejuice ghost world moving on into oh man now our plate now our boat's gonna look like a fucking hot topic yeah dude you did that god damn it well we'll have to survive it's better than everyone being dead i suppose no that's fair all right well thank you so much for listening to this episode of friendly competition if you want to about your boys a few things that you can do as always tell a friend share with a friend five stars wherever you listen and then make sure to subscribe follow all of those things absolutely if you have an idea for a whole 16 team tournament you'd like to see us do just like miranda cosgrove did email us to his friendly competition podcast gmail.com or go to website friendly competition podcast.com go to contact submit through there also follow us on all of our social medias if you want to talk to nick you can hang out with him on instagram twitter facebook just look up at friendly comp pod as always, shout out to Charizard for that intro outro music. Going to hear more of their stuff and over to Bandcamp. Type in Charizard and replace the vowels with sixes. That is it for us, folks. We got a whole new season for you next week. But until then, I've been Nick Carey and I'm Cody Lena. See you on the boat. Oh.